Welcome to Puns and Potions. It's your favorite actual play D&D podcast powered by Patreon and people like you. Us. Your app did not freeze. I just paused. For effect. Antissa. Yes, for dramatic effect. It was a moment of silence for all of you. Patient. You are in the vault where the three more fancy-like sarcophaguses of amber are fashioned. You just kind of lured Heinrich into a little bit of a corner where he lashed out. I uh, was kind of having a field day of spells. Uh, you guys weren't looking too good. And then miraculously from the wall, another figure appeared, which you don't quite yet know the nature of. It has banished Heinrich, and it looked over uh, the four of you with these almost beacon-like eyes that leave streaks of vision. And it has somewhat fixated on Beatrice for some reason, and it has questioned, do I know you? I would like to remind the listener that I am dead. You are unconscious. Yeah. Yet. Important distinction. <laughs> so it has it has these eyes. Can you like describe just what the figure looks like again? The whole, just, the whole thing. Like, yeah. Just to get my. It's currently floating off of the ground by several feet. It is skeletal from what you can see from its hands and the skull that peek out of the very tattered red robes that it wears. And around the like clavicle, basically, it wears a long, a large mantelpiece. And there's a lot of amber filigree on all of it. The robe itself is like kind of flowing. You don't see its feet or legs or much of its torso, really. Uh, and then the skull, which is pristine, white, clean bone, is accented by basically two small orbs, maybe not not much larger than a classic d20, probably, just in both of its eye sockets, just pure white. And as it looks, it kind of, it doesn't really pan across the room to look at things. It just darts fixated on one thing or another, but it doesn't really have much... I mean, it has no muscles, so it doesn't really have facial features. It doesn't exude emotion. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think my all of this has happened. B is very charred and breathing heavily, not doing well, and just, like, scans her party members. The C sling on the ground. Bear also not looking great. Avala not looking great. And then looks back to the figure. Do I feel the tether pull in any direction? Is this is that connected? I think that's where her mind goes next. Okay, yeah, no. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, for context of the room, let's just summarize this as basically a rectangle. Okay. And Beatrice is in the bottom uh right corner essentially right where the broken away wall gap was into the other room your pull is basically back out through that crevice and maybe mm, slightly eastward 15 feet uh, 15 feet diagonally into the room is selena unconscious and five feet from her is a volan about 10 feet in front of them is bear and another 15 is this floating figure Okay, but it's not, yeah, so that was, it's not pointing towards him. No. That was these questions. So I'm going to run up to Selena and cast Cure Wounds. And as as I'm doing that, um, I think B is just like partially just like stunned at like all of the, this has <laughs> unfolded. And so she's just going to say, uh, I don't know, should I? Who are you? And yeah, so that is... Not a great roll on that. I'm just going to do a first level Selena for six HP. Six. Uh, it 
floats uh, somewhat closer to the ground, although the fabric shreds of its robe are just kind of dancing along uh, the ground. Some of them are just kind of dragging at longer lengths, but it floats a little bit closer to you and it moves roughly closer to the group as a whole. It's not singling out a specific person. And in asking that question, it'll look over all of you. Who am I? It's a question which answer piques both our interests, but ultimately provides nothing in return. I'm sure there have been days where I've learned it, but as is my curse, I have forgotten, and without remorse. You all seem familiar, and I do not know why. At this point, it's probably about five feet from Bear, who is at the front. Does he seem familiar? I mean, not that you've ever encountered it, especially not in Barovia. I mean, you've fought skeletons, I want to say, like once or twice in Valaki, but this is another level. Those were like, you know, dirty and stained and clearly like risen necromatic like corpses that were set to fight. And this is something's different. In my dream, when I heard a voice talking to me was it my voice or did it sound similar to this voice maybe uh the dream where you the basically the dream of yesterhill with the druids that one or are you talking about the temptation the one with the fire oh this yes. no this voice is different um the voice that was in your dream was gravelly and aggressive and inconsistent whereas this voice is low and pondering does it sound like anybody that we talked to or overheard in Strahd's memories? No, and I will say specifically because okay. you can tell that the voice is kind of being summoned. Like there is this raspiness of air passing through bone to emit sound, but there's no vocal devices, right? It's just, it's being conjured out of magic. So it itself is already a little otherworldly that it doesn't, it almost doesn't sound human. I say that generally, but, and it's just kind of looming. It's looking at you. It doesn't seem like it is attempting to do anything. It's just curiously observing. Is it like anybody can talk right now? Yeah, or? sure. Avalon yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of like, he's probably like, like on one knee, like also charred, really scuffed. And it's just going to kind of look up and just, Curse? What curse? How did you end up here? Well, I've been here for a long time. Some in this form and some in another. And you see uh, the eyes that have fixated on Avalon just slightly move past him and fix it on an object past the four of you. Is there something visible where he's... It Spotlighting? Yeah, it is the it is one of the three sarcophagus in the room. It is more specifically the one on the east side, which is closest to the break in the wall from the treasure room. And just as a reminder, they were all textless and non-unique. They were all the same. Correct. Yeah, and the top slab of them were all broken in. Um, I'm using the holy symbol of Ravenkind to heal myself, and I'm going to gain back fifteen. And then I'm probably going to use it again uh, to heal B, who's probably right next to me, correct? Yes. Um, I'm just going to kind of like do that kind of under my breath. What was, what was Heinrich to you? That sort of 
strange passage of air almost erupts in a pattern that could resemble laughing. Okay. That fiend, like many others, is a mar on the arcane. One that I have contorted and bound to this place. It's a tool. Nothing more than a power source I bend to my whims. What, what do you use this tool for? Experiments. Testing the very fabric of reality. How far can we push? And how far have you pushed? Not far enough to leave, but far enough to find every day as satisfying as the last. And these are your halls here? I suppose they are now, but they weren't always this way. What happened to the two others? And I point to the other two coffins. The eyes kind of look at the four of you and fixate on a volan. Well, I believe you are in pursuit of that very question, although I think you know the answer, and I would love to hear your theories. One of them is bound to Strahd, at least. Am I right? Or maybe is Strahd. I suppose you're not completely devoid of wisdom. But what about the other? As you're about to say that, he spins out one long, ragged uh, robe sleeve and points his bony hand back behind him to the third. What would you make of it? Because in the art of all-knowing, I've learned the greatest satisfaction is found in discovery, not in being divulged. I'm gonna very, very slowly walk towards the coffin like almost like i'm deep in thought like i'm trying to like make myself appear as if i'm being genuinely pensive and okay. <laughs> and just as you know play along with whatever this thing is because clearly it has a passion yeah it it's between uh you and the coffin oh, so as it gets I'll up it will around. actually sort of well it'll float up in the air slightly and kind of back off to the stairs and just kind of observe you walking closer to the sarcophagus okay did it seem to move defensively towards the stairs like like almost like don't walk this no no it was just it like was... please allow me to get out of your way oh, okay yeah also selena do i get 15 as well 12 i'm just gonna do an investigation check on this coffin to see if there's anything at all that could give me a clue as to a distinction go for it 17 there really isn't much I mean, you've, as a group, somewhat looked over each of them. And while the pieces have broken differently, they are remarkably similar to each other. Uh, they themselves, I think I uh, mentioned this before, are different than the other ones in the smaller rooms that like Bear was dealing with and you guys kind of looked in on. Those are much rougher, but there isn't any, any trace of anything left on them. When we saw the visions of Strahd going in here... I don't remember. Were the other two coffins intact? The vision, like the range of vision did not stretch far enough to see the entire room. Okay. So it's possible that they were there, but it was not within sight. It's basically just like a dropleted section of the room, and then it just kind of fades off into the mist where it would have continued to reveal the other chambers and the staircase and all that kind of stuff. I think Avalon is just like tracing back to all the things that he's seen, that we've all seen. And is wondering what other, who, other than Strahd, could have the ability to free this thing and have itself bound to them. And 
live all this time. We have these like loops going on, but that doesn't seem to only Strahd seems to be like super heavily aware of it. Who else would be? Who else would be here for that long of a time? Are you saying this in character or as Willie? Oh, I yes. could I could say it in character. This is just Willie thinking, but yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean that's fine. I was just I was just clarifying. And this this curse that's put on you to not remember. Uh was that did someone do this to you or did you choose this curse? It was a bit of a curse and a bit of a promise. In fact, at the time I did not realize how fortunate I was. And elevates again and centers themselves uh, sort of where the stairs begin to spiral and just kind of looks over the room. As I learn, I forget. Endlessly discovering and infinitely wondering. It feeds on me just as the others would, but I too have an insatiable hunger. We have a a friend that's very much like you. He chose to forget and... I wonder if maybe you are under a similar affliction, but it sounds like something's feeding from you. I have no idea. It will sort of <laughs> relinquish itself back to the floor, although hovering slightly above it. I'm going to like get up from investigating the coffin and look directly at it and go, Von Holtz. It will, uh, looking over you, and you're kind of uh, in the peripheral vision, uh, in a snap, the two eyes just right on you that's what i was gonna say too yeah, yeah, yeah and you just see those like beating emotionless pure white lights not even flames they're not flickering they're just like orbs and they're looking pa- like past your skin of all its skin melts off his yeah. <laughs> i i stand my ground and look dead in its face and go vasily von holtz it doesn't say a thing oh yeah that sounds right damn it like of exclaims as he like kicks dust under his foot of course he did i i mean yeah that's what i was thinking too Avalon. but but why do why do you know me i don't know i may not you may just be echoes of a long gone friend or memory it may not be you or anyone that's ever even known you perhaps it's just the four of you seem like a bygone time returned Avalon is just ignoring that and like pacing around and going, You're telling me that that bastard, that bastard is just as powerful as Strahd and he's doing nothing to stop it. He claims that he contr- he's trying to control everything, to keep everything in pace, that he's got it all figured out, but he doesn't. He just needs to face him. And he turns around in silence, contemplating. So, like, what are you doing here now? Just, are you still discovering? Are you still doing experiments? Well, that's the beauty of it all. I can go on and on, and I will never run out of things to know. Because you forget them? I will always be stretching out for the newest bit of information, and I will cherish and thrive in the moment of retaining it and discovering it for the first time, just so that I can get far enough to leave it behind. It will be consumed into the ether, just for me in ages and ages gone by for me to revel in finding it again in the pleasure of knowing i never knew it before you you lost me a little bit halfway through there and at this point in you saying that and you can tell that it is just kind of it too is consumed in this 
idea of essentially living in what you imagine is like heaven on Barovia for this, whoever this person is or was or whatever. It's just kind of almost, it's not a dance, but it's almost flowing through the middle of the room. And you guys are kind of scattered about and it's just kind of looking at you and the tatters on the robe are just kind of spinning and floating and it's just outstretching its arms and it's painting a picture invisibly that you cannot see looking out at the amber walls that are blank and it's clearly seeing something that is beyond what do you see that lies beyond these walls can you what what do you think what more things do you have in store here don't you want to go and see what lies out in the world of barovia or do you see that all from here i can't leave but again why would i i suppose that's a valid question if you're content here did you inflict that punishment on Heinrich because it's the same punishment that you got? I don't think it's a punishment at all. For me. And a lowly being like him was need of a purpose. If we were like ranked, like me and Heinrich, would you say like <laughs> I'm like less of importance than Heinrich? Or would you say I have more importance than Heinrich? The pursuits of such an answer do not entice me. Are you going to let us leave? At this point, the figure has stopped, and it is sort of facing away, and it's now kind of looming over what I will name as, like, Strahd's tomb. Not his, but the one that he connected with, right? And in you saying that, it just lowers its arms, and it slowly rotates, and then the eyes fixate again on you. I sense chains binding your soul. And implore you decide before you leave this temple, of which I will not stop you, if you are to break them or allow them to drag this usurper willingly into the throne room, which you desire to make vacant. Will you say, just will you just say that one more time for me? Uh, I'm gonna drop. I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop it in the chat. <laughs> it seemed like real important shit, and Adam got lost no, on that. Not fair. I'll, I'll drop it. In, I'll drop it in the chat. Also, I'm going to hit you with the cure wounds, Adam. Oh, bless. You get 14. <laughs> four, one, four, 14? 1-4, 14? 1-4, second level. Oh, thank you so much. I'm going to yeah. hand you, while you do that, I'm going to hand you my potion, uh, just I in case. I think you should keep it. I If I'm going to need it, it's not going to be me drinking uh, it. It's going to be someone feeding it to me. <laughs> but you might need to feed it to one of uh, your oh, healers, shit. All right, yeah, I'll hold on to it. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Yeah, just whatever this is, it'll take B, and then they'll both leave together as one, I think, is what that means. But I could be wrong. Well, who's the usurper, right? Usurper willingly into the throne room. So you can break them and be free of them, or it will drag whoever this is into the throne room. A person who takes power you by desire force, to make which I guess Beatrice would take this power, much like the power is tempted by you. Or you were tempted by the power earlier there. Yeah, but a usurper is someone who would replace the person in charge, right? Like a part, like a king, right? So it's un we wouldn't be a usurper because us accepting whatever gift or whatever boon or curse or whatever isn't making us royalty or taking someone else from a spot of power. Can you explain what you mean by <laughs> usurper? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I, as the DM, will explain briefly uh, that in this context, if you go on like, ah, I'm not going to deal with this, we're good. Essentially, 
Yeah. Once Strahd is dealt with, whatever you've just let linger is going to be like, cool, this is my gig now. Oh. Yeah, that's how I was going to interpret. That was, that was basically like whatever. Is going to take the now empty throne if Strahd is mm. and Or maybe I'll become a... You know, queen, powerful and terrible. And yeah, B's gonna go girl. full Gladriel. <laughs> it'd be kind of sick. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, I would. I would sick. bow down. Be I would. I'd be sick, like, so sure. you know, let me be your right hand man. We already got a throne room and everything. Apparently, there's a castle up on a fucking mountain or something. I mean, it's not a bad strategy. <laughs> so you guys think it's B because of the the pole, right? He is addressing yeah. B in this yeah. context. And he yeah. was looking at me. She's also the yeah. only person who still has the, the chains. I So I'm going to, after we all process this for a second, I'm just going to instead look at, make eye contact with my party and say, I mean, if, if Selena couldn't break it for me, do I, do I have to go down there and break it that way? Fair, we, we broke it together for you, but... Maybe... Maybe you have to confront yeah, your just... demons. I had to in the room of not my choosing. Maybe we have to face whatever nastiness waits for you, and I'll just help you like you help me. We'll, we'll get you out of there. I don't really like the idea of my plan just being we walk into a room and leave it, though. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a way to properly break these chains? I ask the ghost. Oh, yeah, we should ask this guy. Denial. Do not give in. It will tempt and it will lie and it will cheat. It will do whatever it needs to do. What is it? Of this specific power. I do not know entirely, but I have seen them come and go. I studied them in a life long ago. We all did. And there was never a day that we did not fear what they would do if they were released. And in that moment, the eyes that were fixated on B return to being turned and looking above the broken sarcophagus. But it is not my decision to make. As ages have gone by and ages will continue, I will have this place and you may do with the outside world whatever you please. What if Strahd is no more? Will you continue to haunt these halls? Pardon pardon the pun. It's not my choice to leave or not. I simply am bound. Wait, 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 wait. Avalon is now like... By him? And I, I point at the sarcophagus of Strahd? No, not by Strahd. And the figure falls back, floating just above the ground, and its skeletal hand points out to the sarcophagus that I addressed earlier in the east side of the room in part of my partner and myself and it raises the pointed skeletal hand just up into the general acknowledgement of the temple itself which you realize uh, everybody make a history check 7 uh, 10 13 <laughs> 21 uh, Selena would glean at least in some bit of recognition that the sarcophagi, the coffins, are made of amber. For what reason, you're not quite sure, but whatever it is, it seals this thing or things that he's talking about. 
and there is likely a reason that the temple itself is encased in the same material and that could play into his predicament he wouldn't probably address it like that but he's allergic to amber wait 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 this whole temple has been covered in amber from wall to wall you've got these sarcophagi you von holtz strad all entered this place all three of you remain and these dark forces that are pulling our friends into the depths it's all part of something bigger there's something monstrous an abomination a deity i don't know what that is being trapped here entirely it's what's causing all of this it will turn and you're now pretty much on the opposite end of the room and it's eyes glean the whole way across and meet you mortal man i wish i could say it was one singular thing whatever they are are numerous and inconceivable luckily your quest is to deal with just one unless you desire to grow outside of your capabilities yeah we could discuss that possibility after we've dealt with the first one I told you we'd get to the details later. Well, that time is now. This mix of dice and bad jokes is an actual play D&D podcast run by five Twitch streamers gone rogue, prepared to bring you lovable characters, meaningful narrative, and more laughs than you signed up for, but it can't exist on its own. Puns and Potions is made possible by the loving support of our supporters over on Patreon. From perks such as getting ad-free episodes, early access, exclusive merch, and personal shoutouts, you too can reap the benefits of a loving patronage to this very podcast over at patreon.com slash potions. That's puns A-N-D potions. For just one singular dollar a month, you can keep this fantasy alive. Now, to our other sponsors. For us at Puns and Potions, community is a big part of what we wish to represent, and one friend and community member I want to throw at you today is Astral Dice. Full disclosure, I personally had a hand in the creation of Astral Dice, and it will continue to be a long-standing partnership. But just like the PMP crew, my Astral sets are the only thing I use to roll, and that's the truth. They're a handful of guys homebrewing dice sets out of their homes, because like us, they're super passionate about role-playing games, and can't accept just some mass-produced dice they bought from a hobby shop. They craft new sets when life allows it, and post them online for you to snatch up, or just admire the designs. So it'd be cool if you went and checked out their website, astraldice.com, or followed them on Instagram, at theastraldice. Thanks for the time. Now back to the puns. Once you bind your soul... Is it irreversible? The soul, by all accounts, ceases to exist. So it's like a complete takeover. If allowed. If contract signed. Oh, God. You straight up would be Gladriel. <laughs> well, you'd basically turn into our enemy. But I would be terrible and beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your choice, I guess. B is just like growing increasingly pale. <laughs> oh god, it's starting. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Oh my god. Wait, so earlier did he confirm that this is Von Holt? Or or he is a partner to... I think Von Holtz is his partner. Or was you're, he talking about you the, wrong? you're talking about the third... You're talking about the third sarcophagus? Or are you talking about the figure that is speaking to you? Yeah, so... Well, the figure was referencing to two people. One being Strahd, one being Von Holt, I'm assuming. And then he is a third separate entity? Correct. Okay. He did not and... confirm or deny whether the third was Von Holtz. Okay, yeah. He just... Well... Looked significantly. Yeah, but he also did that as like a negative to just a moment ago when he was like... His basic understanding is that figuring it out for yourself will be more rewarding than him telling you whether he knows the correct answer or not. I'm just trying to glean as much as I can from this guy. Sure, (laughs) sure. So is he referring to like vampires as a whole? Or is there something like some sanguine deity that's like beyond above them well he said they were numerous and unfathomable which is horrifying so it's probably like like a vampiric energy like a source it sounds much worse than vampires in my opinion it's probably just undead like uh like immortals i'll also uh remind that the that heinrich and you guys kind of probing to figure out what he knew uh and you're like what what is what are these things and he his base description was like like you're gonna have a hard time understanding really what a god is and this is like worse than that beyond sort of like a super saiyan god yep i think those are exact words actually (laughs) like a colossally (laughs) celestial force or something so ridiculous so we need to figure out how to separate Whatever entity or entities from Strahd. Are you, are you right? saying this in character? In order to kill him. I'm saying this in character. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how we kill him once and for all? As you speak, uh, he kind of drifts through the room, through the many ages of being granted and stolen wisdom, the rites of this amber, at which point he gets to Strahd's sarcophagus and kind of runs a hand, skeletal, clinkety-clank, on the edge. The rites of amber have always been ingrained in my very being, waiting to be relinquished. However, the weight of them would collapse the sanity of any singular mortal soul, but it may seal this power away. So we need to seal Strahd again. Here. Well, where else are we going to get so much amber? Right, yeah, so here. Yeah. Uh, the skeletal hand reaches up from the edge of the sarcophagus and just opens its bony fingers. And you see the one of the slabs that was broken in from the sarcophagus, one of the larger pieces, begins kind of levitating above. It is not necessarily the volume, but the belief in amber that it will seal darkness away. Can I, like, take a tiny piece of amber from the rubble? If available. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from the third yeah. one that you're at. I'm yeah. going to take like a few and I'm going to put it away. Stuff that I could forge into weaponry, perhaps, or modify weapons with. So as he is kind of levitating the larger piece, he turns and he kind of turns in one way and then gestures and the large piece of amber kind of spins out in front of him the other way until he's facing all of you and the amber is kind of like stationed between you, floating in air. 
any singular mortal soul may collapse. But in division, perhaps knowledge may be passed. Do you know why we're in a cycle? Maybe that's why we're familiar to you. The cycle is in similar fashion to my own. A clause in the deal of Strahd von Zarevich. This place locks him away, torturing him and every soul that is forced to endure. When one passes, it is bitten and drawn from, tortured, until it is given the sweet release of a new life within the mist. Of course, it does not remember. It will again, when the body dies and the soul passes again into that mist, and it is faced with what is more evil than Strahd von Zarevich. Essentially saying that... Did we? Did he say we died? <laughs> in this, Chief, we're in this. Essentially, <laughs> the mists that hold Barovia in this pocket plane, or as Morningkind would describe it, it's not that people can't leave. It's that souls cannot leave. Yeah. So when someone dies, the soul doesn't pass into the afterlife. It passes into this container until someone is born and one of those souls gets plucked out and it gets thrown in a new container. And then that person lives their life until they die again. And then they get sent back to the thing and they get tortured until they can be revived again. And that just happens for however long it's happened. So was I somebody else before I was me? Were you born here in this place? No, I kind of just arrived here. Then no, it's doubtful. My wait, my, is this like hell? Are we in hell? Purgatory, at least, of some kind. My eyes kind of lock onto Beatrice for a second. And I think back to like the first day. We were all in that carriage together, right? Mm hmm. Where were you born? <laughs> like there, I was born out of this horrible place. I was born in Baldur's Gate. I grew up there. Oh my God, Baldur's Gate. I'm dying. Can I? <laughs> Pretty I'm sure. gonna insight B just in case. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I knew that was coming. Whatever I said. <laughs> I rolled a twenty-five. I'm being completely honest. Okay. Avalon lets out a little sigh of relief. <laughs> okay. What a twist that would have been. <laughs> <laughs> because it locked onto you, so I was like, huh? <laughs> I got the chains. My thought process. It, it probably it probably chains. would have locked onto me also if I walked up here with chains. Yeah, it's probably the chains thing. Where were you, Board of Fallen? Have you <laughs> on the? You just did this to Holly. I'm gonna do it to you. Thank you. <laughs> Get him on the Sword Coast. That's a huge area. <laughs> well, near the coast on the Sword Coast <laughs> to an elven family. Area. A bureaucratic elven He's family. He's like reading the paragraph. Willie did not. <laughs> Willie did not specify a city. <laughs> I imagine Beatrice didn't either. I think she did actually. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'm oh, did sure. really? I could look, but I'm yeah. pretty sure. I was just like the wilds of Faerun. Like it was just like wherever. Is it? Is it in like my notes? I don't. I genuinely don't know. I think we mentioned Waterdeep, but I don't know the way we were. Was it my Waterdeep? That's what it was. For you, Willie. Yeah. Okay. Do you cool. know Eric? Oh, sorry, never mind. <laughs> Don't cross the <laughs> yeah. Not the multiverse. 
So I'm the one that's trapped, really. I think we're all trapped. Like now, I think we're now. Trapped, I've been here the lo- like a long time, loads of times. Well, yeah, you got I just mean, special eyes on you, Selena. That you were once Irina and Marina. The coincidence of these names. You wouldn't want to be a. <laughs> B, now is not the yeah, time. Don't for make Ryan. fun of her. Come on. <laughs> Sorry. Come on. Please. <laughs> that was Holly. <laughs> I mean. So hold on. Are you some kind of warden? What is? I'm still unclear as to how you ended up the way you are here. I know you don't remember, and you you obviously are a scholar and someone who loves to experiment and learn about the world around you. But when you talk about your partner. What do you, do you remember that life? This partner defines my current unlife. So they betrayed you? They allowed me to become as I am. My previous life, yes, I was a scholar and a teacher. This place was once an establishment of great renown, an institute of boundless inquiry. We tried to understand them, and I would not have met my partner, as you say. If Straw did not prove that it could be done. And at this point, he's kind of in the middle of the room and we'll back up again to Strahd's uh, sarcophagus. I remember when he stormed into my study, drenched in the crimson blood of all of those students. Oh, shit. We spoke briefly and he spared my life. I have yet to learn why, but I imagine it was the smallest pale glimmer of fear in his eyes that wanted me to stop him. I did not, and I admit it was the desire to see his pursuits fulfilled, so I could mine. What was the name of the dude that I fought in the dream, Star's dream, in the book? Uh, that was, you mean in the fighting pits? Uh, not... It was like, because we saw him as, it was the men- yeah, wait, the mentor or whatever, the teacher of Strahd when he was a kid, and then older. Oh, that's, that's Rahadin. Oh, that one. He's like. He was like Strahd's right-hand man for a while. What he's referring to right now is when Strahd came and opened his sarcophagus. Basically, the time in between when you saw him go into the temple and when you saw him in this room. In his study, he was a scholar. Oh, why do I feel like in one of the visions we met this person? I'm second-guessing myself now. Yeah, I, yeah I, that, that was my first thought, Adam, too, was that guy, but... Well, you, I, I will, I will say when this is sorry, this is way back. So I, I'll, I'll refresh. Rahadin, the dusk elf, like Chamberlain to Strahd in all of those visions. You've seen him in current day, once. Where? Isn't he the? A dark elf. He's not. Is he Crab Man? Is that who? Crab no, 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 is? no, no. Who is that? That was the first um you've seen him pretty much exactly as he was in the visions although older is he the the guy at the church the abbot no nope no think way back it was episode two well episode two was us burying selena's father who was the person at the church i mean there was, was yeah just there a... was the I'm just going through all the people I remember <laughs> there was a carriage that came up that handed him a yeah. letter with a big curse of s in the mist and it rolled up into the out of the mist and then went right back down and yeah. we were asking 
what's his name like who was that and he was like some dude that's been after my dad's power for a long time the person that arrived basically at the burial the funeral of Colian, delivering that letter of condolence basically from strad was rahadin mm. strad's right hand so that was a connection that you would only be able to make visually speaking and it was so long ago that like the descriptions probably wouldn't have matched so i'm giving yeah. you that that's how okay. you know his Okay. Uh, okay. Peace in the game, basically. Yeah. yeah. It's not that guy because we saw him somewhere. Correct, yes. <laughs> well, that was an th- entirely separate revelation that we just mm-hmm. had. Revel- revelation. revelation. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. What were we trying to figure out? <laughs> I think at this we're moment just, you were trying to figure out who's talking to yeah. you. Right. Yeah. But just really anything we can in general about what's going on. Is there another tomb up these stairs? No, there's not. Were you here when Strahd made his deal? Yeah, that's what he was just telling you. Oh, yeah, I meant like here, here. Like, well, like oh, was in he the room, in the room? No. Yeah. No. And was it his deal that brought you like this? Or did you make a similar deal as well after seeing the successfulness of his... Upon proof that it would not immediately eviscerate the being that made the deal, I was inspired to take the same leap of faith myself, knowing that I had nothing left. Wait, hold on. What did we talk about like a while ago? This is a stretch. I don't know if it's right. But like, weren't we talking about some sort of uh, person who... No, that that couldn't have been... No. The the wizard who like... Or somebody who fell off by jumping off a... Like being kicked off a cliff or jumped off a cliff. That, that was Mordenkainen. Mm-hmm. That was Mordenkainen. Yeah, okay, I, I was getting confused. But you're not on the wrong track necessarily. Was it part of the uh, the Vistani? Was it related to Wait, the Vistani? Wait, this, this guy should know Morden. Do you know Morden Kanan? Apparently he came here, or intended to come here, looking for immortality. We should tell him not to come here. Holy shit. Yeah. It's pretty fucked. That would, yeah, he would make some bad decisions, I think. I do not know this mortal that you speak of. If you had to describe yourself as all-knowing or knowing <laughs> nothing, right? Because you always, like, forget, right? But you seem like a pretty smart guy. You seem like you know what you're talking about. So, like, does your memory just wipe every once in a while? Or is it, like, a slow thing? Like, over time, you just forget things like I do? Yes. I just nod like I <laughs> followed that. <laughs> Eric, can I roll to get a hint? <laughs> on what on what you were on the right track you pretty much i mean you were okay. right there at the doorstep so basically. they were talking about um there there was more than kind of fell off a cliff because there was a point where like um there was a battle right between strad and Mordenkainen that happened a while Correct. back and then more kind thought hey yo i'm the victor and then strad like somehow came, came back. back yeah i was like fuck you and like threw him off a cliff and then he retreated into wherever he ended up at the lake with that little head demon. <laughs> Do you think um, he landed on the island and then just was just, like, fuck it, I'm staying here. Like, <laughs> uh, this is my home turf. I'm putting up my Mordenkainen flag. I'm staying yeah, I'm throwing here. my brain into the water. <laughs> just going to be this crazy man. But uh, you're already too far in the timeline, if that helps. Yeah, this is this had to have happened during whenever that was. Or before it. I mean, this you was... learned about it. From Mordenkainen. The Mordenkainen talked about the battle. I mean, like, Argenvoss was, like, involved in that. Roll a history check. There's Holly's notes at. Roll a history check. I, yeah, I, I mean, that's what I've been scrolling through. But Argenvoss, like, took 
the form of a like we had a, a vision of Argon. I don't know that this is Argon Voss is a smoky dragon. I rolled a ten. It's not yeah. great. Anybody else? I'd be very sad if this is Argon Voss. A history check, Eric. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. Yeah, not my forte. Thirteen. Twenty-seven. <laughs> Warden Kynan came to Barovia because he was tracking the paper trail of something yeah. very, very, very old, and he referred to one of the. There was a name that he kind of latched onto in tracking that that led him here. Eventually, yeah. he never found that person. He did not make it here. He knew that it was here, but he got distracted, and then almost killed. It, so it is Exothantar then. Yes, that that is what you guys. That is what all of your information would ma- lead you to assume. Okay. Okay, I'm just gonna. Okay, because that's why I asked if his voice was the same because that's who Bear fought. But and so why it was not the Bear fought Rahadin, and Avalon. Avalon no, fought. I, I fought Hot Elf Lady. Yep, oh, I forget where right. it is now. Okay, he okay. was Exthanter was there. Yeah, but nobody fought him. Okay, I guess I asked that question wrong then. Um, so I'm just gonna say, you must be Exothanter then. He was kind of waxing poetically at the sarcophagus, and turns and the eyes fixate on you, portraying no emotion. Are you nodding, and we just like can't see it? I thought I made it clear. That ultimately the question whether correct or false would provide nothing in return. You may be concerned of who I am, but I am not. If that is my name, I have transcended it. What do they call you now? I am not called anything. What about spooky amber ghost man? I was about to say, hi, not called anything. Nice to meet you. <laughs> uh, we're doing dad jokes? We're, we're, we're stupid now? <laughs> <laughs> He still has the amber slab like piece floating. Can I and... get it? Sure. I want to go look under where he pulled up from, like in the tomb. As you're walking closer, like you see that unmoving, he is pulling other pieces of that top slab that's been broken. And there are like orb sized ones and like little chunks, and they're basically like circling in the air. Any discernible text or glyphs or anything on these? Well, a perception check. 22. They are rough hewn, although of the same clarity as any other, but there's no text. Every surface that looks like it was carved is con- is still smooth, although the rocky broken bits are, you know, jumbled. There's nothing that looks discernible of information. And as you kind of look in closer to it and him, if this is your pursuit, then allow me to bestow you the rights of sealing away. Let's go. Strad von Zarevich and the dark aspect known as Vampire. Let's go. 